Hi, I'm Ashley Pyle, and you're listening to episode six of season three of Humans of James River. In this episode, I will be talking to a senior at James River High School named Shreya Muralitharan, and she will be talking about her experience as a Southeast Asian student at James River High School, um, being a first-generation immigrant to be born in the United States, as well as the struggles that come with balancing the traditions of your culture as well as American society, as well as being queer and the mental health issues that stem from that. I hope you all enjoy. So I just wanted to start us off by asking how your race, your sexual orientation, just different life factors that you've experienced that like has kind of made you who you are. Yeah, so um, I'm a first generation immigrant. So um, that means that my parents um, came here and immigrated and I was like the firstborn generation of my family here, um, like from my immediate family. And we also live in the suburbs in the South. So obviously um, that and uh, more American media when I was growing up, um, I didn't have a lot of, I guess, direct representation. Um, and I think that also ties into like being born female is you see all these beauty standards you're also supposed to meet. Um, and so I think when you have like ethnic features or cultural values of what's considered beautiful, and then you are growing up in a country um, where those values compete a little bit, um, it can be really difficult to find where you fit in. And definitely, especially in middle school, um, is I feel like when you start really recognizing the difference between yourself and um, other kids and other kids' families. And so I think that's when I started having mental health issues just because it started with things like self-esteem and um a lot of Asian culture has its own colorism too. So it's like over there, um, I would be considered like fairer. But then as I got older, like I got more melanated and then here already being a melanated person, like may become what I used to get like this kind of a tangent, but I used to get scared of being tanned because I thought that being tanned would make me even more like, different than all of my other friends who are predominantly white and then also (laughs) with my family like being tan I would be considered less beautiful because I wouldn't be like as like a lighter shade of brown as I typically would be so it's like it's kind of not really winning and um, I was on a run the other day with my friend and the the two of us are both colored we were talking about growing up in the suburbs how there needs to be like some self-help book or something like that and how it can be difficult trying to fit in with the diaspora culture um in an area the predominantly white culture in the suburb area and then the actual culture from like where you're from um so i think that's something that's really tricky and it's hard to navigate and already like you're going through puberty you're you're growing up um you're trying to learn how to do all of these different things so i think just that added layer of not quite finding a community where you feel like you totally fit in or you're totally accepted because you have all these components of your nationality and um, ethnic identity um, it's definitely something interesting. And I know just from talking to other people, like I said, I was just talking to my friend about this the other day. Um, it's, it's not, it's not a unique experience to myself. Um, a lot of, a lot of people who live in areas where their 
culture, their ethnicity isn't predominant, I'm sure will experience those feelings of like isolation and um, recognizing difference. Um, on top of that, <laughs> uh, I'm queer um, and I'm closeted from a lot of people in my community. I'm sure a lot of people at school already know about this, like me being bi, because it's something that I tend to be more open about with my immediate peers. Um, but I think also that is trying to balance between like feeling guilty and, and figuring out if what I was feeling was wrong or unnatural. Um, my family is religious. It, for the most part, it's not a thing that I know that my family is against, but there's still some certain level of, I'm kind of afraid to open up to them about it. I'm kind of afraid to tell them about it. Um, and then growing up here in the suburbs in a predominantly like Southern Baptist Christian area, um, when I would come to school and stuff in middle school and I had realized like, oh yeah, like not everyone feels the same way as me. Not everyone's attracted to the same people as me. Um, I'm a little bit different in that way. Hearing things like people using gay as an insult or slurs or like saying it was like a sin. Um, I'm not trying to brag on anyone's personal beliefs here. It's just that that can also be really intimidating and make someone feel more ostracized, even though it was something that I think I hide pretty well. Um, I think up until recently, a lot of people were very surprised when I came out to them. I considered myself to be fairly straight passing. Um, but yeah, that's something that also, even though it's not a physical difference you see, like maybe my skin color or having to go to cultural events or something on the weekend, it's something that unknowingly can also, other people can do to make you feel more ostracized and more, um, more prone to harsher self-judgment. So I definitely feel like I kind of put it all on the table with the whole doom and gloom, depressed little brown kid who's also in the closet. Um, but I mean, it's definitely gotten a lot better. I would say that's been really my experience in middle school and like emerging into high school a little bit. Um, but I will say specifically around like the end of sophomore year, I, I really found a new appreciation for myself. Um, I found a lot more acceptance in like even my local community, like in school, my friends, my peers um, in the leadership center. And I, I came out to some of my friends that I met through like Asian community um, work that like my family is a part of. So yeah, it, it's definitely, I mean, sometimes it is a little bit of an uphill battle. I will say that I don't have diagnosed depression anymore, but sometimes I do feel like I'm falling back into that. And I have OCD um, and I have anxiety that comes from that OCD. And so that anxiety is something that I've been mostly dealing with. So that's kind of been my prominent mental issue. Um, but funny enough, I will say I did previously mention like representation growing up, right? You don't really see a lot of at least when I was younger, I didn't see a lot of colored people, Asian people, gay people in like shows and movies I was watching, um, just general media. But something that really, I think, fully made me accept like being proud to be South and Southeast Asian and like getting tan is something that it doesn't really bother me anymore. And, and like it, learning to see myself as being pretty with the features that I have and not from like a like a white 
kind of standard, um, like a Eurocentric beauty standard, um, uh, is funny enough, the show Avatar, The Last Airbender. So you know how it went on Netflix and like everyone was like rewatching it. So um, it was a show that I kind of saw a little bit as a kid growing up, but I, I don't know. I was more of a Wings Club girl. Um, but I sat down and I watched it. And even though it was an animated show, it just felt like really familiar to me. Like the foods that they were eating and some of the language that they were using and like the whole concept of like the avatar and like the spirituality of it. Like it was so familiar to aspects of my culture that I'd seen growing up and knowing that that show was so heavily inspired by many different aspects of Asian culture. Like seeing that and seeing Katara, this leading lady who's actually like a genuinely like brown colored girl and her being such like a badass <laughs> and doing all this cool stuff. And sure, it's a kid's show and it was an animated show, but everyone's like, oh my God, like this is so cool. Like, and the whole, I mean, we, we don't have to get into the whole spirituality becoming a trend after that. Um, but it just kind of made me realize like, yeah, this is stuff that's part of my culture. That is part of uh, things that I experienced growing up, things that I always enjoyed, but I was too afraid to be like, to really stand up for myself and be like, no, yeah, I think this is cool and not weird, you know? And that's something that made me just really, I guess, fully embrace all the different parts of my identity, even the ones that were a little bit competing with like my religious beliefs and the way that I look and the culture that I grew up in um, and my family's values, all of these things. Um, so it just kind of goes to show that a little bit of representation goes a long, long way. Even for someone who is emerging into adulthood, it was still enough to make me be able to look at myself and be like, there's no reason for me to show so much hatred and shame for things that are just myself, you know, part of my identity. And I think from that point, growing up even further, and I'm about to graduate and, and go into the real world, um, it's having that level of appreciation for myself and being able to accept myself has really just improved my life a lot. Um, and even though mental illness is something that I do struggle with a little bit. It's helped me be open to asking for help and not being ashamed to to cry in front of people or take a break or take a day off if I need it, you know, actually learning to find balance and take care of myself um, because I have a new appreciation for myself. It makes me want to do a better job of taking care of myself and, and being happy. So I guess although a lot of different parts of my identity seem really different, like my sexual orientation and all the different groups I've grown up in and um, languages I've grown up hearing and, and speaking, it kind of really intermingles uh, into myself because I am myself. And so I think um, when you can start finding acceptance for some parts of your life, you can really start applying that um, into other aspects of your life, um, even if some areas are a little more difficult than others. So you are going to Virginia Tech next year, and I was just curious um, how you plan on uh, on continuing down the path you're, like you're currently going down as far as like staying true to your culture, staying true to who you are, um, and being like open about 
on like different parts of yourself, like how are you going to be able to immerse yourself or how do you plan to immerse yourself into university life? Yeah. Um, so my experience with university life kind of extends only to what I've heard from my friends who are in college and my older sister who went through college already. Um, so I guess I can't give you a totally definitive answer because I haven't yet experienced it. Um, my plan is to just kind of feel my way through the first couple of weeks, obviously get adjusted. Um, but I think just remembering to try to not be someone that I'm not. And I think honestly, it might be more difficult to do that in college because I'm gonna be focusing on my major, which is something that I wanna do and my minors, which is something I wanna do. and um, like getting to know my dorm mates, I'm hoping to pick um, a dorm mate through like that, what do you have in common forum thing, you know? So I think just setting myself up already for focusing on things that I enjoy and I wanna do and um, directly living with someone who is going to be accepting of these parts of me and maybe has some of those things in common as well. Um, I hope to be able to come out to my mom soon, and although I don't think that's a huge part of, like, how queer people should have to accept themselves, that's a very difficult thing to do. I think personally for me, um, being able to be more open about that part of my life with a little more of my family will definitely make it easier for me because I do plan on being in some same-sex relationships when I get into college. Um, just be looking more into what I want to do and who I want to be with. Um, it can be a little tricky, especially being in high school, um, because, you know, people are still living with their parents. Um, so uh, queer dating can be definitely a little more difficult than it would be when you're both adults and you both have a lot more independence. So I think that's definitely something that I'm willing to to go after and and be ready to experience as well. Um, I think with staying in touch with my culture, I've gotten to a point definitely where I'm like, I mean, that's not something that I want to change about myself. You know, it's something that is going to be a part of me. Um, cooking, interestingly enough, is something that I've started using as a way to experience not just my culture, but other cultures, um, getting myself in the kitchen more. And I think there's no better way in a university life to make friends and share cultures than to literally cook food because you are going to be hungry and want to eat. And so I think that that's, um, something that I also want to do, you know, um, getting to know people through attending their cultural events and um, like cooking and dance and uh, all this sort of stuff. Um, additionally, I think when I come home, because my plan is to go to tech right now, um, I won't be that far from home. So during like cultural holidays, I guess just being more open about like saying something about it. Um, recently, I've started like if it's like a South Indian holiday or South Indian, if it's like a South Asian holiday or like a Southeast Asian holiday that like I celebrate, I might make like a little post on it about snap. And that's something that I never, middle school me would never do because I felt like it would make me too different because it wasn't like a holiday everyone necessarily even knew about. Um, but I guess just being, I guess just being more willing 
to open up about parts of my life because I can't expect people to get to know me for myself and to experience maybe things that they haven't experienced, like another culture or um, someone who's not straight um, without being willing to put myself out there. Um, And of course, there's always going to be people who may be bothered by it for whatever reason that they feel bothered by it. But um, I think also learning to be more mature, removing myself from the situations instead of seeking validation um, is something that I also have been working on and planning to carry with me through adulthood. Um, I think as you grow older, you just need to not care as much what other people think about you. Um, I mean, it's my life. I'm going to be independent for the first time. And I just kind of have to go after what I want and do the things that are going to be good for me. So I think just keeping that in mind um, would make things a lot easier um, transitioning into college and then building a future from that. I guess if I had one thing to like kind of leave um, with you guys from this is that everyone's experience is unique. Um, Everyone has um, intersectionality in their personality and in their identity. Um, but I think what it it's important to understand, and this is coming from a very impatient person, but it takes time. It really does take time. Um, like, like if you're, you're a struggling middle school student or even a struggling like early high school student, like it took me years to find balance and self-acceptance and learning to navigate the different parts of my identity. Um, and as you grow older, like you'll learn these things, things will fall into place. Um, and I feel like you'll grow into more of who you are. So I really think it's important to just be kind to yourself. Um, and just, just, just take time. If you feel like you're in a place where it doesn't feel safe to be yourself, then don't put yourself at risk. If you feel like you're in a group of friends who make you feel like someone you're not, I mean, it might be difficult, but there will always be people who are like you and who are willing to support you. So really just taking time and focusing on what is going to be best for you in the long run. Um, I think you just kind of sometimes have to be mature and understand that um, sometimes your current situation isn't ideal. but that doesn't mean that you can't improve upon that and you can't remove yourself from those kind of situations. Um, so yeah, really just give it time. Um, give it time and I feel like things, things will always work out how they're supposed to. So I hope you all enjoyed the second to last episode of Humans of James River season three. Um, And I would like to thank uh, my friend Shreya for coming on the show. As always, the resources module is available on the Humans of James River website. And I'll see you all soon for the final episode of Humans of James River. Mm